Hey everybody, tonight on the Fanatic Forum, we are going to break down the news from San Diego Comic-Con 2023, and there's a lot to comb over here. But first, this. and welcome to the Fanatic Forum. I'm your Fanatic and host, George Bueller. So glad you all could be with us tonight here. Uh, we're going to have a whole lot to talk about here. I've got a bunch of comics I want to catch up you guys on and you know show off to you. Uh, of course, we've got a lot of news from San Diego Comic-Con this year that will come over, especially all the MCU news, because I'm all big on the MCU. Of course, I'm wearing my dusted Marvel shirt here tonight <laughs> in honor of it. So, yeah, um, lots of good stuff to comb through tonight. Lots of good geeky stuff. So, hope everybody's having a good week out there. And uh, just to let you all know, if you've never tuned in the Fanatic Forum before, my name's George. Uh, I'm a huge uh, Marvel geek. Uh, of course, I also grew up on DC and the Independence. Uh, but I've been reading comic books for 43 years now. Uh, I'm also a big movie geek, uh, big TV. TV, video games, wrestling. I just, I've, I've kind of run the gamut of kind of stuff. So I like to share my passions with everybody. And I want you guys to share your passions with me as well. Of course, you know, we're open for discussion, you know, questions, comments, everything else here. So, you know, I want to talk to you guys and you guys talk back to me. It's, it's an open forum here. That's what it's called. <laughs> Speaking of which, one of my buddies here saying, hey, night, Marianne, good to see you. All right. So, uh, first off, I am going to show off some comics tonight here because I did have a little bit of catch up because uh, uh, thanks to uh, an error from our uh, distributor, Penguin Random House, uh, Marvel was late, uh, unfortunately, at my local comic shop. Like a little shout out there to uh, customer service for that one there. <laughs> anyway, we got them nonetheless. So, uh, so here's a couple of books here I want to share with you guys. Uh, of course, the big event of the summer for Marvel right now is Judgment Day. Uh, this is the Avengers, the Eternals, and the X-Men in conflict here. Basically, what is going on is that uh, this is kind of a significant event because the Eternals up until now, have never really got involved in the Marvel Universe proper. They basically always stayed in their little corner, and there you go. Uh, but now the, the Eternals have decided that the X-Men and all mutants are basically deviants. What they have done recently, you know, with, you know, making their own island nation, kind of, you know, curing lots of diseases, curing death itself, and then now terraforming Mars, turning it into the mutant planet Araco. So the, the Eternals have decided, you know what, maybe we need to pull the plug on these guys here. Uh, the Avengers are trying to be the peacemakers and say, you know, look, let's stop this from happening. We need to talk this out, yada, yada, yada. So uh, while this issue really kind of gives you all some setup, if you aren't familiar with what's going on in X-Men and Eternals, this kind of keep you know, gets you, you know, caught up to what's going on. Plus, of course, a big event happens in this issue. So 
a good kickoff there, but uh, it is a lot of exposition, so it's not a big slam bang start to it. So there's a little bit of reading to do, but yeah, it's it's some pretty cool stuff that they're leading up to. So I'm excited to see what's going on here. But definitely going to be a big event for the X Men and all the other mutants or anything like that. A lot of crossover and other mutant titles, a little bit of crossover and some of the other superhero stuff too. But yeah, definitely heavy on the mutant stuff. Uh, also, the new issue of Avengers came out last week. Uh, they're still doing kind of the uh, multiversal recruiting right now to combat Mephisto's um, multiversal masters of evil. Uh, and this issue, we find a ghostwriter that actually doesn't write anything. He's from feudal Japan. Uh, seems to be kind of uh, donning a bit of a samurai sort of uh, mo uh, motif here, but uh, a very cool character and uh, possibly a very powerful recruit. So a funny issue and uh, kind of really enjoy what's going on in Avengers. They're really kind of taking their time with this big, you know, event that Jason Aaron's been kind of working for several issues now, since basically issue 750, and now we are on issue uh, 758, so there you go. So eight issues so far have gone into the storyline, and we're still going, plus you've got to include what's going on in Avengers Forever, and then there's a couple upcoming miniseries, uh, All Out Avengers, which will kind of, you know, coincide with what's going on in the main Avengers books, uh, and then there's also uh, 1 million BC Avengers, which also is kind of kicking off, a spin off a bit of what's been going on, uh, kind of seeing the very first Avengers, so uh, a fun storyline there, so I'm looking forward to checking all of that out, because I'm a big Avengers geek, and I'm just really being enjoying all that stuff here. <laughs> Dave Maloney says, uh, Axe, not just a body spray. That's right. And of course, the Axe is Avengers, X-Men, Eternals. So there you are. <laughs> uh, Dave says he does love the uh, Avengers BC. So, yeah, we're going to get a mini series of that. So, uh, yeah, of course, like this is all tying in with what Jason Aaron has been doing for years on the Avengers series. So uh, very cool stuff here. So. Uh, yes, uh, I guess maybe uh, that is a ghost walker, not uh, a rider, so, but it's cool if he does leave fire trails, you know, when he walks. So, yeah, that uh, yeah, pretty neat stuff, though. So, yeah, there's been some really interesting interpretations recently of ghost riders kind of throughout time or just in different cultures. Uh, so, yeah, it's been some pretty neat stuff here. Uh, Dave's also referring to uh, the uh, woolly mammoth uh, riding ghost rider from 1 million BC. So, <laughs> go read some Jason Aaron Avengers stuff. You don't know what I'm talking about. If not, you can just wait around for the uh, miniseries. So here you are. Uh, a favorite of mine, kind of kicking off a new uh, series from, from the previous Defenders, uh, but Al Ewing has returned again uh, doing Defenders Beyond. Uh, and I just love the whole kind of weird super science stuff that Al Ewing does sometimes. He also did that in the uh, Ultimate series. If you remember, that's when I had uh, Blue Marvel and Spectrum and Captain Marvel in there and several other, uh, um, handful other characters. But yeah, they dealt with weird super science kind of stuff too. Uh, so you've got this uh, combination here of Blue Marvel, Tigra, Loki, uh, America Chavez, and this one here is basically uh, Galactus's mom. She's been with them since the last miniseries. So uh, this is going to be some really trippy stuff here. And of course, uh, the uh, Beyond here, uh, not necessarily a destination, but referring to the unseen sixth member of this group here. So, yeah, 80s uh, fans for Marvel, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> there should be some cool stuff here. But yeah, just I, I love the art in it and 
just, you know, like I said, Al Ewing's one of my favorite writers for Marvel. Uh, he does some just some wacky stuff, and I'm there for it every time. Uh, also, last but not least here, uh, Alien has an annual uh, that just came out last week. Uh, if you have not been reading this series and you are a fan of the Aliens movies, I highly recommend checking this out. Philip Kennedy Johnson has been doing this series from the beginning and is just killing it. This is all stuff that basically takes place after the second film. Uh, and of course, the uh, Wayland yutani group has decided and kind of figured out how to essentially manufacture the aliens and kind of use them as like a biological weapon. Uh, and so the series has been kind of dealing with that on several different levels. Uh, this is kind of, a, this issue is kind of a callback uh, to the first cycle and kind of a mission to kind of further events what's going on here. And of course, in the alien world, missions involving the aliens and humans tend to not go well and have high body counts. This does not disappoint. Uh, yes, it is some wonderful cover art on the, uh, yeah, good, good call there, Dave. Uh, yeah, I just absolutely have been enjoying that uh, series from the beginning. Uh, it's on... I think issue 12 now just uh, came out uh, last week or two weeks ago. So, yeah, really, really recommend checking that out. And, of course, uh, a little teaser here on the back here coming. I believe this is coming in August, uh, but there's finally the Predator series is coming to Marvel, written by Ed Brisson. Kev Walker does the art on there. Uh, Leno Francis Yu does some of the uh, covers. I'm not sure he's doing the whole series or not, but... I'm here for that as well, so it should be fun because Dark Horse, I loved a lot of their Predator comics, same with the Aliens comics from Dark Horse, so yeah, Marvel's done a really good job so far with the Alien franchise, much more than they did with Conan. I, I like the Conan stuff, but they could have done a lot more, I think, but you know, they gave it to Jason Aaron, and that was fine. Uh, I've really enjoyed what he did, but there, there could have been a lot more, and they focused a lot more on trying to bring Conan into the modern day, and well, that was fun for a little bit, but they should have cut the, they, they should have cut bait on that real that, that was just my opinion, but I really enjoy Conan in his traditional setting and trying to tell new stories or maybe, you know, reinterpretations of classic Robert E. Howard stories. You know, no one's, we've always done very, you know, linear stories and, you know, uh, normal retellings of Robert E. Howard stuff, but we've never done kind of, you know, reinterpretations of it. So, I don't know, trying to do something off the wall. That's just me. Okay, uh, Marvel selections for this week. I got a couple of those. Um, I have been loving this book from the beginning. Uh, this is the issue four of Strange here. Clea is battling. Uh, this is not Moon Knight. Uh, this is a, kind of a, uh, almost like a shadow version of him, so to speak. Uh, a, a not quite a, you know, a, a kind of a creation, not so much of a being. Uh, but anyway, uh, I am absolutely loving Clea in the role of the Sorceress Supreme. Uh, Jed McKay has just been killing this series pretty much since the whole death of the Doctor Strange uh, miniseries and just, yeah, like I said, just really, really enjoying this. Of course, uh, Clea is also having to deal with, uh, aside from the ad typical adversary here, uh, her mom. And let me tell you that, you know, Clea and her family just don't get along. You know, her uncle is Dormammu. Didn't get along with him. Uh, her mom is Umari, I think. Or uh, anyway, yeah, hates hates her mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a very interesting issue. They're very amusing, though. 
but yeah, again, just absolutely loving that whole Strange series. Uh, big issue for Spider-Man here. We have got to issue 900, and it's a big one, folks. This here is a $10 book here, just to let you all know. Uh, but they have multiple covers on this one here. Uh, this uh, is one of the variants here I picked here. So I really enjoy this one. Uh, but it's kind of cool because while this is a whole a celebration of basically 900 issues of Spider-Man, they make all kinds of old school references throughout the whole book. Uh, what this isn't really doing is it very loosely ties in what's going on right now in the Spider-Man book, but it's almost kind of a self-contained book. So if you, you know, and the nice thing is that the story runs almost the entire of the book. You have a couple of little small stories that you have in the back of the book here. But really, the main storyline runs almost the entirety of the issue here. So that's really, it, it's it's quite a bargain for $10. And like I said, if you're a big Spider-Man fan, but you're not reading the current book, this is a fun book to pick up. Because, you know, like I said, you don't really have to know what's going on in the series. You just have to know who Spider-Man is, and especially you have to know who the Sinister Six are. Uh, because in this particular issue, a super adaptoid has captured the Sinister Six and is basically using their powers to fight Spider-Man. Why? Well, you'll just have to redefine that out here. So, uh, but yeah, very cool issue here. So, again, like I said, not really tying in what's going on. So, kind of a standalone celebration there. But again, they make tons of references to past issues of Spider-Man. Of course, they bring in the character of the Living Brain, and we haven't seen him in well over 80 issues. So, you know, it, again, and of course, they make even older references to that. So, yeah, fun stuff there. So, if you're a big spider uh, a couple of DC selections here. Uh, the final issue of Jock's One Dark Knight miniseries here. Uh, this is in the prestige format, the black label stuff here. And this has just been a fun series. Just a cut and dried, no frills Batman series here. Uh, not so much a detective, much more of the uh, vigilante hero sort of thing. But basically the premise of this one is that there is a villain who has electromagnetic pulse abilities. And he's being transferred from Arkham Asylum to the uh, newly remodeled Blackgate prison, which is going to be suitable for holding him and better suited than Arkham. Because he's not crazy, he just has a lot of power. And so anyway, so the whole idea is that there is this transport that's going to go across Gotham from Arkham to Blackgate Prison, which is a long trip. Unfortunately, there's a whole bunch of other criminals that want to get this EMP guy to themselves just to use him, revenge, all sorts of reasons. And, but there's a whole bunch of gangs all completely disorganized, all attacking in mass on this, you know, transport uh, caravan. So... Essentially what happens is Gotham is completely blacked out because this guy's powers go out of whack. And so now Batman has to take this guy across Gotham with no gadgets, no vehicles, no Alfred communications, no nothing, and a city full of wackadoos. It's been fun. <laughs> uh, but of course, I love Jock's art. Uh, I've always enjoyed that stuff. Just some, you know, very cool, very visceral stuff here. Yeah, so uh, so the other two issues should be very easy to find at your local comic shop. So this is the third and final issue of that. Again, highly recommend picking this up here if you're a Batman fan. And last but not least, also speaking of Batman here, uh, new issue of Detective Comics here and a new look with a new creative team here. So there we are. So a new logo here. Uh, is it just me or does it look a little Stranger Things? 
Yeah, a little, a little reminiscent there. Uh, Rom V is the writer on this one here. And let me get the artist's name. Uh, Raphael Albuquerque. Uh, yes, but really cool storyline here. Uh, a new slash old family is kind of deciding to retake Gotham. Don't know if they're in any association with the uh, uh, Court of Owls or they even seem to maybe predate them. Uh, but anywho, some very weird kind of anxious mystery kind of thing going on here. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely a coup uh, sort of takeover here. And also, Bruce is not quite feeling himself. Is he being tampered with or is he basically just getting old? I don't know. Could be either one here. But, you know, this is a Batman book, so it can't be anything normal. You know, <laughs> you know, we're not just going to age here and suddenly get arthritis and, you know, you know all that sort of stuff here. No, it's, it's got to be something else here. But uh, a nice kickoff here for a new creative team, new direction for the book. Uh, so, yeah, I'm curious to see how things are going to go. I haven't picked up a, a Detective Comics uh, issue in quite a while. But, uh, yeah, I'm willing to see what check this out because I like Ron B's writing anyway. So, uh, and last but not least, uh, some independents here. And, of course, these are all related in the Radiant Black universe, uh, which I have really got into recently, so I'd like to thank my little comic shop for that one here. But we have the next issue of Radiant Black here. This is issue 16. Uh, the trades, of course, are still available. Uh, and then you can catch up, you know, with the individual issues past the first two trades. But if you miss Invincible, like I've said before, this is the book right here. Uh, basically a normal average everyday person kind of gets uh, alien sort of abilities bestowed upon him that kind of seem to be like black hole related, gravity related. Uh, but then he comes to find out that there are more of him out in the world, uh, some good, some bad. And so they're all sort of kind of in conflict with each other from time to time. Or of course, this is a, a group of villains who have figured out how to tap into the abilities of the Radiance uh, and kind of steal some of it for themselves. So they've got to deal with these guys here. Uh, but yeah, a really cool kind of coming-of-age superhero story, uh, but also just, you know, great art. Uh, Kyle Higgins, the writer on that one, uh, just really enjoy the book there. Uh, but it's also had several spinoffs, uh, like Radiant Red, which is a five-issue miniseries, and this is the final issue of that. Uh, Radiant Red's kind of a different take on this, because this is one I was talking about, someone who... She kind of rides the line between good and evil. She's used her abilities to rob banks and get some money, but maybe those reasons might have been a little more benevolent than just, you know, greed. So, uh, but a very interesting character arc here. Uh, Radiant Red was introduced in the first story arc for Radiant Black, so the first six, six issues, you can meet Radiant Red there. Uh, they also last year did a big uh, kind of, crossover uh, event called Supermassive, and uh, conveniently enough, it was contained in one single issue. Uh, of course, it's a lot, rather thick issue, uh, probably like a 7 or $8 book, but nonetheless, it's really convenient to have an event happen there, and you get to meet new characters, like Rogue Son here. Uh, we're doing the uh, sixth issue of his series right now. This is a really cool series here because uh, the nice thing is that all these comic books are all in the same universe. Occasionally they cross over, but for the most part, they are standalone series. So you don't have to necessarily read all of them, but when you kind of get into them all, they're kind of fun. Uh, this is a really cool story because basically Rogue Son is a supervillain, uh, you know, kind of in the New Orleans area. 
uh, he is attacked by a supervillain, kind of a you know a new villain that he wasn't you know familiar with, and is killed. Passes this uh, ability onto his son, who really hasn't been in a very good relationship with since ever. And now this you know boy is maybe like you know 17, 18 right now. So he's inherited this super ability from his dad, who he doesn't have a very good relationship with, and has to kind of you know, learn to his abilities, manage this guy's, uh, you know, roster of villains that he has. Uh, and of course, you know, combat new threats that happen in here. Uh, lots of fun familial twists in here. Lots of family drama that's going on here because, you know, you've got basically uh, the new family who, you know, after, you know, the initial, you know, the father initially divorced the family, you know, that produced the son, he had his new family here. It's all kinds of stuff going on. Here, but a very unique take on some superhero stuff here, uh, kind of some legacy family issues, uh, and then just you know the follies of kind of navigating childhood, parenthood, all sorts of topics there. So yeah, highly recommend checking that one out. Um, and of course, I like it that it's not such an obvious superhero story. Uh, you know, lots of good family ties in there, but also some original things there. Uh, how basically villains are kept in prison. Uh, because their abilities, you know, kind of, you know, surpass normal human jails and whatnot. So a uh, a way we've seen before, but kind of a very unique take on there. But um, I believe the trade might uh, be out very soon for the first five issues. Uh, if not, the back issues should be pretty easy to get at your local comic shop. So anywho, uh, we're going to take a break for just a second here to recognize our sponsor, Comic Books for Kids. And when we come back, we're talking MCU and San Diego Comic-Con, so stick around. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit CB4K.org. All right, folks. So last weekend was San Diego Comic-Con, and boy, did it not disappoint. Uh, of course, they had you know great attendance out there. This was kind of the first real San Diego Comic-Con in three years. Uh, so it was been, it has been sorely missed. There has been lots of exclusive toys and you know collectibles and comics and all kinds of stuff out there. Tons of celebrities and artists out there. So I hope you know if you did get to attend, you had a great time. Um, one of these days I'll go out there, but you know it, it's a lot of money. And of course, if you really want to go to the Marvel panels or any of the other big panels, it's a lot of standing in line and waiting to basically sit down and watch stuff. So uh, you do kind of miss out if you have to really kind of make your very carefully plan your choices of what you're going to do and where you're going to go and how long you need to, you know, to do it in. So yeah, it, it's a lot. So uh, it, it's not for the average con goer. This is an experienced con uh, for folks there, but nonetheless, uh, I did not disappoint tons of trailers, Lots of MCU news, uh, so we'll get started on that. Uh, first off here, the newer trailer for Black Adam uh, really kind of showed off, you know, what's going on you know, with the film. A uh, little bit more kind of, you know, you know, the character himself and maybe why he's in conflict with 
some of these heroes. So, yeah, hopefully they're going to get a little more accurate uh, to the comics. And, I mean, Black Adam's a jerk. So he's, you know, you know, second only to, like, you know, Namor and Quicksilver. But, you know, Black Adam's not a nice guy. So I'm very curious to see how this is going to work out. And, you know, even though it's, you know, kind of currently in the Justice League book uh, and, of course, going on in Dark Crisis, you know, he is, you know, kind of writing that anti-hero line right now. He seems to be a nice guy. So I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> Uh, also for Shazam fans, they finally dropped your first trailer for Fury of the Gods, and it looks fun. I'm not a huge Shazam fan. Um, I didn't go right out to see the new film or the you know the film when it came out initially, but you know this does look like a lot of fun. So we will uh, yeah we will just see there. So uh, December 21st for that one. Uh, Black Adam comes out of course uh, October 21st uh, October 21st. So yeah, I think it was 21. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so those two are coming out. Of course, uh, DC Super Pets coming out pretty soon there. And I got to admit, well, that one looks pretty fun. So I, I, I've laughed at the trailers and, you know, that, there you go. So it, just the whole concept and everything. I just, I, I enjoy that. So uh, let's see. One big trailer I was not expecting to see, but can't wait. John Wick 4. We got to wait till uh, March of 23, uh, next year, uh, March 24th when it comes out. But yeah, that first trailer amazing oh let's see here uh, another trailer that i did not expect to enjoy so much dungeons and dragons honor among thieves this is a movie that has been in developmental hell for many 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 years uh gone through many different rewrites and versions and whatnot but we finally have a DD film and this one looks like it delivers uh you know tons of easter eggs for you know D&D fans of young and old, lots of recognizable monsters. You know, of course, I pop for the owlbear. I pop for the black dragon breathing acid. Uh, I think there was a gelatinous cube, you know, in the trailer. Uh, so there's going to be all kinds of stuff in there. Uh, and apparently there's a rumor that we may see cameos from the a version of the 80s Dungeons and Dragons uh, crew. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm very very curious to see how that's going to work out so yeah it's going to be you know a live action version of that or kind of an animated so i don't know dave you got a comment about john wick there uh we'll see how Lawrence fishburne is back yeah i thought he kind of got i think he got killed off too so, or maybe he got I don't know, maybe he was mostly dead but not all dead I don't know. We'll see here. Uh, oh yeah, you yeah for the mimic. Yes, yeah, the mimic in there in the book. The book mimic. Oh, yeah, I know. Just it, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I know. I mean, of course, Michelle Rodriguez, Chris Pine, are the big stars of the movie. Uh, but apparently, there's going to be a, also another cameo from a famous celebrity D and D player. So um, that could be along the lines of like you know Vin Diesel, Joe Manganiello, um, even the Big Show. Or now Paul White, I mean he's a big D and D fan, so also a big guy too. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, so I mean, it could be anybody. Uh, it could be people from Critical Role. You know, you never know. But either way, it's going to be a celebrity that D and D players and fans know, and who's also a big D. So either way, it's going to be a big love letter to the game. I hope this kicks off a franchise. Uh, but yeah, the movie looks like a lot of fun, so I'm going to be there for it. Uh, now for some other uh, Marvel animated announcements here. 
Spider-Man freshman year. Uh, the audience got a good first look at this uh, coming in 2024. Uh, bit of confusion, though. Of course, this is an animated series. Tom Holland is not doing the voice for Spider-Man, but the guy doing the voice sounds a lot like Tom Holland. Uh, interesting thing, though, is Charlie Cox is going to be in this show. Reprising the role as Daredevil. But is this freshman year for college or freshman year for high school? I'm a little confused. So I'm not the only fan that's confused about this. So this is supposed to be within canon timeline. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we got a little bit of time to you'll see about this one here. But yeah, fans were a little, you know, like they liked what they saw. And then all of a sudden, like, wait, what? Where, when does this take place? <laughs> because we have to be concerned about these sort of things now. Uh, one big announcement, and of course, uh, they got to show another, you know, kind of a, a longer trailer, which has not been released to the public just yet. But I'm jazzed about this one here. X-Men 97. Uh, fans in, in attendance got to see a first look at this one. This does take place immediately after the 90s series. So basically, if you need to catch up, get on Disney Plus, and the whole series is on there. Uh, of course, that uh, I think we get to deal with... Uh, uh, the Hellfire Club as the big bad for this uh, series. Uh, also, a uh, bit of a change since basically Professor X has uh, gone off to uh, the Shi'ar uh, and hang out with Leandra. Uh, we get a new team leader, Magneto, and he's donning his uh, 80s digs with basically uh, no helmet uh, and, uh, you know, the, the purple, you know, kind of almost like priestly kind of robes look to him. So, yeah, really cool look there. So, yeah. Uh, Dave's coming about the Spider-Man series. Uh, maybe Peter Parker met Matt Murdock before. It's possible. Um, I don't know. It seemed like that meeting in No Way Home was there. Maybe, I don't know, there was a bit of familiarity, but also kind of seemed like a first meeting, but they didn't establish that either. So good point, Dave. Maybe it kind of, it's open-ended like that. So, because they didn't make it obvious. So we'll see. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, but fall of 2023, for the X-Men 97 series. And good news, folks, it's already been greenlit for season two. So there you go. I mean, before it gets out of the gate, I mean, the fans have been going nuts over this one. We've been hearing the X-Men theme pop up in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and also in Ms. Marvel. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, so uh, this one's going to be very well received, I think. And of course, a lot of the cast from the original series is returning for this. So we're going to hear a lot of familiar voices. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, another very interesting announcement in a series I've been looking forward to, Marvel Zombies. Uh, this was coming in summer of 2024. Fans got a first look at this one as well. Uh, also an interesting note, this series will be rated TVMA. That's right. The first for Disney+. Plus, An animated zombie series. It's still got to have people getting eaten in it. So there you go. It's going to be pretty gory, pretty bloody, so for mature audiences only there, folks. So uh, if you are not up on your uh, Disney Plus account, check your uh, parental settings there, because uh, you can now allow uh, Deadpool 1 and 2. Uh, Logan's uh, on there now, of course, the Marvel Netflix series. So, yeah, there's some mature content on there now. So if you're not able to see that on your Disney Plus account, because your parental settings are set for kid-friendly. So, new day, folks. <laughs> All right, uh, this one covers uh, coming up a little more soon here uh, in a few weeks here. I am Groot uh, coming up August 10th. Uh, this is going to be a five episode mini series. Uh, this is basically a bunch of series of shorts and it's baby Groot 
Uh, and it's just the little, the trailer they have out for it just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. He kind of looks like he's on a planet, you know, having contact with some little creatures that are even smaller than him. And they all just had to attack him. <laughs> so, yeah, it just gonna be, looks like it's a lot of fun. Uh, each you know, each one looks like a kind of standalone sort of thing. So, yeah, it looks like it's fun for the kids and fun for you know, all the Groot fans out there. So we'll, uh, I look forward to seeing that one there. Uh, let's see here. Dave says, a few years back, there was a Marvel Zombie versus Army of Darkness crossover miniseries. That's right, there was. Yeah, there's been several Marvel Zombie series uh, since the original. Uh, but yeah, there was a crossover, so I didn't get to read that one. I'll check that one out. So let me know how that is, Dave. <laughs> uh, also, we got to see a brand new trailer for the new She-Hulk series coming August seventeenth. Uh, a definite full, you know, blown look at this trailer. Got to see a few glimpses of some other characters we're going to meet in the series. Uh, definitely a lot of interaction between uh, Jennifer and her famous cousin Bruce. Uh, we're going to also, you know, of course, a lot of the comedy that's from the book is being repeated in the series, especially fourth wall breaking. And yes, this does predate Deadpool. So any haters out there that says she's copying Deadpool, ah, ah, other way around. <laughs> yeah, She-Hulk has always been a much lighter series. Uh, so yeah, this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to see a lot of cameos in here. Of course, we know Charlie Cox is going to be in the series. But apparently Christian Ritter is going to be also in the series reprising her role as Jessica Jones. So definitely look forward to that one. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, let's see. One uh, uh, banner I forgot to put up here in my rundown, so I'll just talk about it recently. Now that I'm talking about uh, Christian Ritter, is the Echo series coming next year. Uh, I believe it's the fall of 23 is when that one's coming out. Uh, of course, this is a uh, spinoff from the Hawkeye miniseries. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio will be returning as Wilson Fisk, as we saw a um, uh, little bit, of course, in the She-Hulk trailer, and also uh, from the announcement from the Echo miniseries. Charlie Cox is also returning for this one as well. Uh, and apparently he's looking for Jessica Jones. So that's why he's in the Echo miniseries. But yeah, lots of cool stuff in there. Uh, of course, Echo is a very interesting character, and where she goes in the Marvel Universe is quite interesting. I'm not sure we're going to go full Phoenix with her, but, you know, there, there's many places we could take this character. So, very, very intrigued to see. Uh, of course, one big trailer that everybody was very curious about, Wakanda Forever. Uh, and, of course, lots of controversy, lots of people talking about this. Of course, you know, we're definitely seeing the, you know, tributes to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, we don't know exactly how they're going to kill off T'Challa in the film, but we know he's definitely dead because obviously we've not recast the role and Chadwick Boseman passed away last year from cancer. Uh, but lots of interesting things in this film. Um, of course, kind of seeing the how, you know, the world has reacted to Wakanda kind of opening their gates and opening up their technology. Uh, lots of new characters being introduced. Uh, if you didn't notice, uh, it's going to be introducing the character of Riri Williams, who is later going to get her own series, Ironheart. Uh, so that's going to be fun there. Uh, of course, Namor and the Atlanteans will be uh, uh, introduced as well, but they're not calling it Atlantis. Uh, they're kind of giving, instead of kind of with Aquaman having more of a, uh, Samoan heritage and kind of an islander, you know, Pacific Island heritage, uh, Namor is going to have more of an Aztec sort of, uh, you know, uh, Mayan sort of heritage. So they're referring to Atlantis as a Talosian, I think it's what it's called. But that's basically the same word, it's just in a different language. So I like that, you know, it, it makes sense. 
Uh, I've said before in other discussions with you know people outside of the show here uh, that it for me it makes sense that you know Aquaman is you know Samoan and you know you know uh, Namor is going to be you know uh, Aztec or not because you know you've got cultures that live close to the water they you know are very in tune with the ocean they you know it's a lot of give and take sort of thing like that so you know if you're going to get cultures intermingling it makes sense there would be these cultures and not you know a bunch of white dudes so. I don't know, unless you're doing like a surfer dude there. So <laughs> we, we've already done that Aquaman. So <laughs> anywho, so <laughs> but I'm I'm very interested to see how the film's gonna play out. Um, lots of things going on in that trailer. Uh, one thing it didn't show, but I think is heavily, heavily rumored, we might be meeting Victor Von Doom. Uh, he may not necessarily be Dr. Doom just yet, we don't know. But there is a very good possibility we might be meeting Victor in this film. So, and also the big uh, reveal at the end of the trailer is someone in a new Black Panther suit. Who's that? Because all the petals that make Black Panthers Black Panthers were all destroyed. So, yeah, very interesting. So, all right. So, uh, digging a little bit further into the MCU, of course, Kevin Feige uh, made the big announcement that we finally have a name and a direction for everything that's going on. So folks who've been asking, of course, I've been preaching patience, but folks have been asking, where are we going? Where are we headed? What's the big bad? You know, what what is this, you know, what is our Infinity War endgame for this new phase going to be called? And it is the Multiverse Saga. So we kind of knew it was heading there anyway, but now we know officially we're in the Multiverse Saga here. So uh, I, yeah, very excited to hear about this. Um, of course, you know, we are in phase four currently right now, uh, but phase four will end with Wakanda Forever coming out on November 11th. And then the new phase kicks off in February with Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantumania. Uh, of course, kicking off uh, February 17th of next year. Uh, very interesting. Of course, we will get to meet Kang, you know, this, uh, this fella right up here. We don't get to really see me pointing here, but anywho, uh, yeah, so... Uh, fella right here in the background and then of course in the purple suit there that is cassie lang uh being recast uh actress katherine newton will be playing cassie uh, of course we've seen you know different versions of cassie throughout the years in the ant-man films uh but yeah this is the uh probably late teen early 20s version uh and cassie does eventually get her own suit she's known as stature in the comics, so I'm not sure if she's going to take that name or not, but yep, she gets some growth abilities as well, and uh, also a future member of the Young Avengers. So, uh, yeah, we will, uh, we will see. <laughs> uh, oh, Dave's got some suggestions for Doctor Doom. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito or Keanu Reeves? Hmm. Okay, first off, Giancarlo... Yes, he's playing every villain right now. I mean, he's even playing video game villains, but great actor, love his cadence. Love, and, you know, Victor is an arrogant person. Very arrogant. So he's got to wear that on his sleeve big time. So I think Giancarlo... Keanu is a really interesting take, and that would draw tremendous controversy because we've never seen... You know, he's played a villainous role before, uh, Man of Tai Chi, but never anything like Doom. So, I don't know about that. I don't know about him on that one there, but... 
Let's see. Both of them can do charm and menace. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Keanu's definitely got the menace part down. I, I don't know. That's yeah, that's the whole thing. I don't really know who I would want as Doom. That's the he was gonna be the hardest sell for me because that is my all-time favorite villain. Uh he has yet to be portrayed properly in films. Uh, so I'm really, really waiting for a really good version of Doom. Um, yeah, so, but I, I would at least like to see maybe a younger version of him, you know, maybe he's still in college, you know, he's going, of course, you know, this is a man of a lot of means, uh, of course, he's highly ambitious and curious, uh, he's also a man of, of sorcery as well as science, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how the MCU interpretation of uh, the greatest villain of all time is. Uh, and interestingly enough, we're going to make sure we get him introduced because when we get to our big Avengers films here and we get to that here in just a bit. Uh, yeah, he's going to play a very important role here. So uh, after we've got to Ant-Man, of course, our next series for the Disney Plus is Secret Invasion coming in the spring of 23. We know this is going to be a heavy Nick Fury series. Colby Smulders is returning. Uh, also, we're going to see Martin Freeman returning. Um, uh, ben Mendelsohn coming, uh, coming back as Talos. Uh, so very interesting how they're going to play this series out because uh, word is that this may take place before the snap and after the blip. So, uh, you know, we may get, you know, some, you know, kind of, you know, Fury dealing with kind of how he was gone for a bit of time and that really rubbed him the wrong way, which obviously a guy of his means and what he does for a living, that would certainly screw with you, of course. Uh, but yeah, so we're, we're going to see a very interesting Fury interpretation here. Also, of course, how they're going to reinterpret the uh, whole, you know, saga for this, because basically what this was in the comics was that it was found that there was a uh, sect of scrolls that had, uh, infiltrated basically every aspect of human life, also including superheroes and villains. And basically they had kind of an ultimate goal to maybe have uh, some religious fervor attached to it as well. So yeah, some really interesting stuff there, seeing how they're going to interpret that series. Um, fans uh, in attendance, we haven't got to see this yet to the general public, but they got to see their first trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming in May 5th of 2023. Um, this it looked like it was, you know, there was, I think, a full description online. Maybe the trailer has been leaked in some sources. I'm not sure of the quality of it. I'm waiting for the official release. Uh, but, yeah, very anxious to see how this one's going to pan out. Of course, it's going to be the last ride for the original Guardians team, not the last Guardians film, so to speak. But definitely for this group here and for James Gunn, it's their last ride. So uh, we'll see how things go from here. I know there's a costume Easter egg shout out. Uh, we get to see the red and blue outfits uh, during kind of the mid 2000s run of the Guardians during the uh, Dan Abnett, Andy Lanning run on there. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, so we get at least get a new uniform there. But uh, uh, we get a lot of questions answered, like where's Gamora? Uh, we definitely get to see Adam Warlock, because of course this is going to be his big film. Uh, but apparently the High Evolutionary is going to be the main villain in this one here. So. Very curious about that one there. That's a uh, multifaceted character. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, also coming up later in the summer of 2023 is season two of Loki. So very anxious to see how this is going to pan out. Of course, a lot 
lots more Kang involvement this season here. Uh, definitely, of course, we see him in uh, Ant-Man in February, but he's going to sure have some heavy involvement in this season, I'm sure. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know nothing about how that one's going to pan out. They really just basically gave, you all, gave us a date, and that was about it. So let's see here. Uh, moving into the next one here, we've got uh, the Marvels coming July 28th. Uh, of course, you know, that one's going to involve Carol Danvers, Kamala Khan, and uh, old Monica Rambeau. So yeah, excited to see that one. We don't know about any villains just yet. Uh, at least I don't, but yeah, yeah, I'm very curious to see how that one's going to go. Uh, coming in the fall of 2023 to Disney Plus is Ironheart. And we will get to meet her in uh, Wakanda forever, but she gets her own miniseries. Uh, and this is definitely kind of a uh, uh, Iron Man legacy character here. So uh, really curious to see how they do uh, their interpretation of Riri, but a great character. I'm really excited to see her in the MCU. Uh, two screens, November 3rd, Blade, Marshala Ali in the lead role. I can't wait. This is definitely kicking off more of the supernatural side of things in the MCU. Uh, we may get to see some other heroes and villains uh, that may come into greater play and that sort of stuff. So I can't wait for that. Also coming later in the winter of 2023-2024, Agatha and the retitled Coven of Chaos. So it was going to be House of Harkness, but now it's Coven of Chaos. So, uh, of course, uh, Catherine Hahn will be returning to the role. Uh, don't know any other details about who else is joining her in the show, but yeah, can't wait for this one here. Uh, let's see here. Getting very close to the end of uh, Phase 5 here, but we're getting one other series here. Daredevil Born Again. And yes, this is supposedly following the Born Again storyline, so if you don't know that one, I highly recommend picking that one up at your local comic shop. It is a Daredevil classic, but he is in a Basically, a complete knockdown, drag out fight with Wilson Fisk, uh, and it's kind of a loser leaves town sort of thing. So, uh, but of course, we're, you know, we saw a glimpse of the She Hulk series, we may see in here, but basically, the return of the yellow and red suits or yellow and brown, however they want to, you know, color it there. But yeah, the OG Daredevil suit. Uh, so, really curious to see uh, how that's going to pan out. But, uh, Netflix fans rejoice because this is basically season four for Daredevil. So this every all the other three seasons are in continuity. So that's a good thing there. Uh, also very interesting about this series, 18 episodes, the largest we've seen for any MCU show since Disney has purchased them. That's very interesting. I'm really curious to see where this goes from here. As for, you know, the other series, are we going to see, you know, larger, you know, buys for shows and get, you know, longer shows? I don't know. I mean, of course, you know, could Daredevil be, you know, half hour shows, but they get more than, I don't know. There, there's lots of questions we have, but uh, we have to wait till the spring of 2024 for that one there. But yeah, 18 episode show. So really excited about that one. Another thing to be excited about coming to cinemas, Captain America, New World Order. This is in May 3rd of 2024. Uh, of course, uh, we got Sam Wilson as their new Captain America. I'm very happy to see that. So um, who this could mean for our villain, there's a lot of possibilities. Uh, we could see like a new interpretation of Flag Smasher. 
uh, actually it kind of is in line with basically a, you know, essentially kind of a new world order sort of uh, mantra. So that could be a possibility. So we will see about that one. Uh, later in 2024, in uh, July 26, the Thunderbolts get their own movie. Uh, and I'm really going to be interested to see who they have for the team on this one because there's, you know, of course, a lot of building blocks we've seen through other series, other movies like, you know, uh, you know, Black Widow sister Yelena, uh, John Walker could be in there. You know, so, you know, Bucky Barnes himself could be in there. There's so many other people we know that could be team members, but apparently we're going to be introduced to a lot of new characters. Uh, so there you go. But uh, Thunderbolts marks the end of phase five. So, uh, there you go. There's a, a lot of stuff in there, but uh, yeah, <laughs> so lots of things to be excited about there. So I'm really, really, uh, yeah, I, there's just so much to rejoice about uh, being an MCU fan. Uh, but the last couple of things there uh, we get uh, in phase six in November 8th, 2024, we get our Fantastic Four movie finally. Uh, very, very happy about that. Uh, and then we get a twofer for the Avengers coming uh, May. Let's see here, get my dates here. May second of twenty twenty five, the Kang Dynasty, uh, which that's a fantastic story there. Uh, definitely dealing with Kang throughout the years in different timelines, fighting him. Uh, lots of different uh, Avengers. Some of them plucked through different eras of time as well. So we could see some old faces return. Uh, some new, you know. Bring out perhaps a little cameos here and there. So, yeah, very interested to see about that one there. Marianne says she's been anxious to see Fantastic Four, and we don't have any details of a cast just yet. Uh, lots of rumors, lots of fan casting as well, but apparently we're going to see a whole new uh, group of people in there. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but then, of course, capping out uh, Phase 6 for uh, the, the MCU here and, I've been saying it from the beginning, you know, from a lot of the you know, films we've been, you know, seeing in the series we've been seeing already, especially after Doctor Strange Multiversal Man, that's what I'm saying, folks, this is where we're heading, but Avengers Secret Wars coming November 7th, 2025. So much like there are Infinity War, Infinity War Endgame, we get a twofer in the same year of two Avengers films. We just have to wait till 2025, but the Secret Wars basically deal with um, essentially, you know, of course, we have we've seen the Doctor Strange films, these incursions where we have worlds from different you know, multiverses, different universes colliding because uh, they cannot exist in the same space. And eventually we get down to one last planet being us. And when we're destroyed, uh, our last great savior, Doctor Doom, which that's not right, but he somehow saves all of us and pieces Earth back together, kind of this like patchwork planet made up of different eras throughout the multiverse. So there's kind of this hodgepodge of everything, but they all essentially bow to one Emperor Doom, and he has a very godlike sort of, uh, of you know abilities and kind of very much carries himself that way. Um, but yeah, so really interesting take on things here, but. If you know, of course, we get you know Doom interest, you know, introduced either in Wakanda Forever or you know later on, you know, MCU, very integral character, uh, having Kang heavily involved, especially all the multiverse stuff, that makes total sense. He was initially involved in the storyline, but interjecting him in there 
that's his that's his playhouse. So yeah, I'm just I'm all there for that sort of thing. So. <laughs> Uh, Dave saying the Emperor God Doom willed the universe into being. Yes, uh, and I, I, the hopefully if we see Doom in his classic uh, gray you know armor with the green cloak and everything, I hope that if we do Secret Wars and Doom is involved in it, we get to see the all white uh, armor and cloak where you know he's basically the God Doom and whatnot. So, yeah, uh, so it's. Very, very exciting stuff. Of course, we know it's going to be a very you know, a much different interpretation. It usually is. Because uh, there are some characters who do play crucial roles in the story that we have not introduced into the MCU. Uh, we know the Fantastic Four will be in there, so you know they play a big part. But uh, uh, Owen Reese, the Molecule Man, plays a big part in the Secret Wars. And so far, we've not been introduced to him just yet. And no word if we ever are. So... I don't know, that, that could be a curious one there. But uh, Owen's an interesting character. Basically, a guy who can essentially make, unmake a world, a universe with a thought, but he doesn't essentially know how far his power stretches. And when he kind of does get a bit of awareness to his power, it drives him a little nuts. So a very powerful, very conflicted character in the comics. So I'm, I kind of hope to see him in the MCU because... He's too good of a character to not, you know, just leave him out of the story entirely. So, uh, of course, you know, he plays a very important role in how Doom pieces things back together again. So, yeah. Uh, but like I said, we've been heading towards the Secret Wars. I can feel it. And now we know it. Uh, of course, there were some other, uh, you know, dates they announced throughout the uh, Phase 6 timeline and also going into Phase 7. Uh, and so, yeah, so lots of other, you know, gaps in there that once, you know, announcements that have not been made just yet, but, uh, Disney's D23, uh, summit, uh, is coming up, which basically is kind of their own little Comic-Con for Disney fans, uh, for, uh, investors, for the media, whatever else. And basically it's everything that's going to be Disney coming out for the next year or so. So we always get a lot of like. Marvel announcements, we get a lot of Star Wars, and of course, like, you know, Pixar and other Disney stuff, you know, you know, Disney proper, you know, things there. So that will be coming up, I believe, in September, October. It's in the fall, but one of those two. Uh, but apparently Kevin Feige says that the flurry of announcements that were announced at San Diego was just the tip of the iceberg, and they're saving the best for D23. So that very much means to me like we're probably going to be getting an announcement of Deadpool 3 because we know that's coming it's just a matter of when uh, and we may finally be getting an announcement for the mutants because apparently how they're going to introduce the mutants into the MCU is not through an X-Men film but they're calling it the mutants or at least that's what the rumor is so I'm interested to see how this is going to be how they're going to introduce an entire group of people, uh, human beings that have been in the MCU, according to Kevin Feige, this whole time, but they've just gone under the radar. So, you know, whether they have existed and just have, you know, stayed under the radar purposefully and not been involved in anything and somehow managed to, you know, not be detected or, you know, get captured by media or social media or anything like that. I don't know. Well, we will we will certainly see if uh, maybe even if Kang is going to be involved in all this. You know, basically him doing multiversal tampering and tampering with timelines or whatever else. Maybe I don't know. There, there are so many questions, 
but we have basically been given quite a large meal. Thank you very much. Uh, but apparently there's a lot more to come. So you know you're going to hear about it first on the uh, Fanatic Forum because uh, <laughs> I, I am deeply into this stuff here. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely watching out for all the uh, announcements I can find on this one here. So, yeah, so lots and lots of good stuff. Of course, there was tons more, uh, lots of comic book announcements as well, upcoming miniseries and big events coming up for both Marvel and DC. But, <laughs> so much, that, that's another show, folks. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I definitely want to share all the MCU stuff there and what DC there was there and just a little trickle of DC. But of course, Warner Brothers is going through uh, lots of big changes, uh, lots of big, you know, you know, shifts in leadership and direction for the company. Uh, I know who's in charge right now has said in press conferences that he wants to kind of serve the underserved characters in the DC universe that aren't Batman. So We'll definitely be seeing more of Superman, more Wonder Woman, and other characters who maybe haven't got their limelight just yet. So that's good news there. Uh, but also some other interesting developments that maybe Ben Affleck is going to be involved in Aquaman 2 as Batman. Hmm. So maybe we're not quite done with the Snyderverse just yet. Lots and lots of things to see here. And we got to wait for it and just, you know, as it all comes down to us. But, yeah, I, I, as soon as I know, I will definitely share it on the forum with you guys here. But, yeah, lots to go over this week here. I hope you all enjoyed that. But, yeah, I, there, there is so much to look forward to. But, uh, yeah, we finally got a lot of answers about where we're going, where we're headed in the Marvel Universe uh, for the films and the TV shows. Lots of announcements, but there's apparently a lot more to come. Uh, of course, Dungeons & Dragons fans were served as well. John Wick. Uh, we got a little bit of uh, the big red cheese and Black Adam. So, yeah, lots of stuff to look forward to. And, of course, a whole lot more coming for the next few years. So hopefully no more pandemics. We can keep things rolling on our timelines there. Uh, one notable exception, though, where's Armor Wars? It was announced a couple of years ago, uh, but it was absent from this phase, and it should be here. So either it's being repurposed, it's being outright canceled, I don't know, uh, but it was announced that Don Cheadle is reprising his role as uh, War Machine, James Rhodes, and will be in Secret Invasion. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. More to come on that one. So, you all have yourselves a wonderful week. Don't forget to like and share, and of course, uh, you know, comment, even if you get to join us live, Comment on here, and I will certainly answer. We'll you know, we'll keep the chat going. Uh, share with your friends. Get bring them, we'll bring them in. I, I love having new friends come in here and you know join our conversations. So you all have yourselves a wonderful week, and we will see you next time on the Fanatic Forum. Bye bye.